Melnick in the afternoon. Listen live weekdays from 3 to 7 on TSN 690. Good afternoon, Eric. How are you? Hello, Eric. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, you're on. You're up. Okay, good. Go ahead. Push that button down. Yes, Rod is already in weekend mode, as is Gallo. <laughs> well, that's okay. Everything's good at your end? Everything's good here? Yeah, that was... Uh, it yeah. is hard to believe that... What what were Austin Dillon's injuries at the end of this? I think he had a, a, a bruised tailbone and a bruised forearm, which is kind of miraculous because I think most of us, if you haven't seen it yet, it's certainly up on... On the internet, and it's on Facebook, and it's all over the place. Dylan's uh, car getting airborne and getting up into the into the fence at Daytona in turn number one uh, in uh, another second green-white checker extra lap restart, which I don't like from the beginning, but that's another story for another day. But, you know, one of those things where the car is good when it's on the ground, but suddenly when it gets up in the air, it uh, it does some strange, strange things. NASCAR doesn't really have a solution as to why these cars do this except you know you can't ask the drivers to stop charging as hard because what actually happened was he got tapped from behind by jeff gordon as everyone is charging to the finish and his car got up in the air and got into the fence luckily enough though despite the savagery of the wreck in its appearance the the fencing and the cabling in the fence of that area uh... did its job in keeping the automobile uh... on the racetrack and out of the seats so some fans did get injured one person was taken to uh, to hospital and released shortly thereafter but you know upside down and then he gets clobbered at a lower speed by Keselowski and some of the crew people from the other teams including Casey Kane and a few others run out there which is kind of well generally looked at as being dangerous because in essence the track is still is still active it's still hot and to have people running across it to check on Dylan is your first human reaction nascar i think just reminded those guys that you know yeah we understand what you were trying to do to check to make sure that austin was okay um but you know be careful because you know the cars are still coming around kind of thing and you got to be very very careful the good thing about it was and we you just sort of touched on it there is the fact that he got out of that car and gave a thumbs up to the crowd and and he's fine but it was sure scary stuff especially if you've seen that footage that the fan took from the seats, not far from where the car got up into the fence. Pretty uh, pretty uh, rotten-looking stuff, but uh, the safety features there did its job. What do you do in the future to try and you know, safeguard the fans, I suppose, is not sell seats down in that lower area. And some tracks have actually done that, and not just for the stock car racing, but when open-wheel cars, the Indy cars go there, uh, going a lot faster, and, and debris can fly when those guys get into trouble. So not to sell seats down that low is one uh, that one way of doing it to make sure that nothing happens again. But in terms of on the racetrack, you, you, you can't... You can't have drivers saying, you know, you don't charge as hard and don't get into guys. You don't want to get into the guy, but when you're charging hard with so much on the line with, with one lap to go or this was the last lap, as it turns out, it's kind of like asking boxers not to hit each other so hard. That doesn't normally work. So, I mean, you know, the, the, the safety features inside the car with the seats, the way the roll cage is, the, you know, the Hans device they wear, uh, the full-face helmet, the way they're cocooned now in the cockpit of those cars, you know, he walked away from that thing, and that's the main thing. But it sure was spectacular stuff, and uh, luckily enough, the young man who was in there uh, is okay. And uh, there's the story there. So. I know they're right back at it this weekend in Kentucky, but yep. uh, in other sports, you often look at uh, an emotional letdown. It happens in team sports or even some individual sports. When it, it comes to these guys, yeah, in a big race like Daytona or something that's really competitive at the end, there can be a letdown going into the next week? 
Yeah, well, there can be, I suppose, but you know, part of the part of getting this schedule done and becoming a champion is to run on ovals of different sizes and configurations that go into Kentucky. And the weather is finally starting to cooperate because they've had a terrible time trying to get practice in, you know, with all the uh, with all the rain. But um, running on a one and a half mile of a yeah, from the big restrictor plate track like Daytona, restrictor plate track, uh, track at two point six miles at Talladega, then you go into a smaller track. Um, you know, I, I guess the natural question would be: Would Austin Dillon feel unnerved? Would he be more cautious? Would drivers be more cautious? I don't know whether that would hold them back, but I can guarantee you that. A number of those drivers are remembering back what happened, and I can tell you this, I can guarantee that in the drivers' meeting on race day tomorrow, because the race is Saturday night, tomorrow night, they'll have uh, a reminder about, let's just, you know, be careful out there, let's let's try and, you know, make sure that we avoid contact if we can at all, at all costs, but... You know, it's it's stock car racing, and and that's what's going to happen every once in a while. It's still a freak accident when it happens because it doesn't happen, you know, very often. You get the big one on restrictor plate tracks, but it's rare that a car gets up in the air, and it's rare that a car gets up into the fence. So, you know, I I suppose there might be a little bit of a letdown after what happened, but that that crash that Austin Dillon was involved in that we saw and we recoiled from because it looked so bad is going to be on a lot of people's minds come tomorrow night. Raceline Radio Sunday night right here on TSN 690 with Eric Thomas and a wrap-up of everything. Absolutely. We're going to have Mark Miles from the IndyCar Series talking about their compressed schedule, how they can fix that, uh, some other issues as well. The latest on the Canadian Motor Speedway development in Fort Erie, Ontario with Azar Mohammed, and we'll have our, our trivia email bag contest. It'll be 11 o'clock right here at Raceline Radio, TSN 690. Melnick in the afternoon. Listen live weekdays from 3 to 7 on TSN 690.